0: If you want personality,
1: here goes a sip. Beast. No, you're a beast. Does that catch on the mic? Yeah. Oh my god, yes. Okay. (laughs) Hey,
0: everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Real Estate.
1: (laughs) We're (laughs) keeping that. That's good. I don't care what you say. I'm keeping that. Executive (laughs) Choice by Executive (laughs) Producer, Arda Tom Nguyen. (laughs) Just say my name is.
0: My name is Gerard Gray. I'm a real estate agent here in the state of Massachusetts. And I'm here with my partner and executive producer slash editor, Tom Nguyen.
1: And this is a show where you will hear real stories of real people, real professionals in the realm of real estate. There's a lot of reals.
0: <laughs> and we're going to keep it real on Let's Get Real.
1: Talk some things.
0: Estate. So, (laughs) on this episode, we will be talking to broker and owner of Ray Realty Group. It is the brokerage that I work with here in Massachusetts. We're going to be talking to Felix Gutierrez. He is a very experienced real estate broker in the state of Massachusetts. Uh, He's going to be going over an overview of the real estate home buying process. Uh, We know that it can be complicated for those who don't know about the whole process. So I really wanted this episode to just give an outline because it gives a little bit more structure and helps people be a little bit more prepared, especially when they start that process. It starts going. I think that's what this episode is really going to help people with. How do you feel about it, Tom?
1: I think... From editing the episode, it's as long as you want to even just start the initial stages of planning the home buying process, you can still meet with someone like Felix, like a broker who can just start showing you the steps and start counseling the process. And then by the time you start looking at homes and stuff, you guys are going to get a better feel of what the buyers want in their home.
0: Exactly. And it's all about the education It's all about the education uh, and communication. So I just want to make sure that people have at least that base level in order to start on when they go into this process from the pre-approval all the way to putting in an offer once they find that perfect home. This is really going to help with that. So I really hope that you enjoy it and you're able to get as much information out of it as possible. All right.
1: Here's the episode.
0: Let's get into it. So, today we're here with Felix Gutierrez of Ray Realty Group. I really wanted to have him on the show today to really go over the home buying process and get his take on that and everything like that. So, I just wanted to say thank you for being on the show, Felix.
2: No problem. It's my pleasure to uh, help inform some of the audience on how to purchase their home.
0: (laughs) I have worked with you over the last year since I've gotten my license and I really feel like as a broker, you're very encouraging and you're very positive and really out there helping people accomplish this goal of being homeowners. So I think that's great, which I want to thank you for, because honestly, your one is always
2: hard, right? No, no, no problem. You know, I, I do it because I, I enjoy the experience of being able to see a family you know come from you know whether it's a two bedroom home or a two bedroom apartment and just being able to accomplish their, their dream of of purchasing their first home like that's that's an experience that money really can't buy right so being able to be part of that is is phenomenal and how long have you been uh working in real estate so i've been doing real estate now going on about 5 years been in sales for years Real estate more it's it's been a, it's been a passion for me kind of you know what I touched on earlier is it's really for the experience right you, you'll hear agents that get into real estate because they you know they may want to do it for the the checks right but I don't do it for that um, and I know it's kind of cliche right but the truth is it's just being able to see the experience right the home buying experience and helping and and educating people with that and not not for short term but for long term success being able to see someone who purchased. You know, a three family five years ago, and now they have, you know, three or four multifamilies and they're on their way to financial freedom or seeing a family purchase a smaller, you know, their starter home per se, and they're upgrading homes now. So that's something that's, you know, being able to, to share that, that experience with our clients is, is nice to see. Yeah. Cause it's all a,
0: it's a journey and it's nice seeing people progress. Like, for example, like my niece and my nephew, seeing them grow. And it's almost like you're having that same kind of experience with people and being able to pass on the knowledge that you have and people being receptive and growing from it, which is always great. Something that I think that people really have an issue with or are just scared of when it comes to home buying is the overall process, because it does seem fairly uh, daunting if you're
2: not prepared, but that's what real estate agents are for, right? Absolutely, absolutely. No, the, um, I run into a lot of people who are just scared of the home buying process. You'll see a lot of first-time home buyers are like that. People who come from a background where home ownership was something that they never got to witness. You know, none of their family members ever owned property. I tend to see that more often, right? And it's really an, an educational piece being able to educate them through the entire process. And what I, what I like to tell my clients is, it's going to be fun and it's going to be an educational process. Right. So that's the mindset I take going into it. I want to make sure they have a good time. And I also want to make sure that I inform them for the, for the long term success. So, you know, I, I try to articulate all the information possible to my clients, just really explaining everything to them and and having a good time while we're we're doing it. And I think that kind of sets apart. Right. Exactly. Because it's not once again, like you said, just about the money.
0: It's really not people need somebody that's there for them, going to look out for them. And I think I'm learning that a lot from you, which adds to the values that I feel like I brought in the first place. So it's good to have somebody that's leading you and mentoring you to show you that you're still doing that right and how to improve on that.
2: So, yeah, I appreciate that, Gerard. That's the nicest thing you said to me all year, by the way. (laughs)
0: It wasn't just, oh yeah, I made a sale <laughs> now. That's right. <laughs> so, what I'd like to do is really just like jump into the process. A lot of people will go, where do I start? Going through the steps of the home buying process, where would you say is one of the first places? Because there's a lot of spots where somebody can really start. But for you, what is your suggestion for where they start? And give us a few steps of what the process would look like.
2: So what what I like to do is really sit down with my clients and find out what are their goals, right? What are their real estate goals? What are they looking to achieve with their next purchase? I like to start there. So that way, it's our job to guide them in the right direction, right? Mm -hmm. And we can also set the standard as to where they should be or where, where they can aim for, what neighborhoods they should be looking in in regards to their price range. After we kind of find out what they're looking to achieve, I like to get them in contact with the loan officer that has a lot of experience, someone that knows multiple programs, who has access to multiple programs per se, someone that's going to be able to give the same service that I would give my clients. You know, I'm willing to bend over backwards for my clients. I'm expecting all my partners, whether it's your loan officers, your um, attorneys, your home inspectors, I'm expecting them to do the same thing to give that type of service to our clients. And then after sitting down with the loan officer, the loan officer is going to tell you what you can afford, what your budget looks like. And if you may not be able to buy at that time, I'm expecting the loan officer and us, our team, to create a game plan for you, whether it takes three months. I've seen customers you know, where it may take three months or it may take six months. Or it may take a year to kind of have your, your dream come into fruition but I think the, the big thing is making sure we put a game plan together. And um,
0: that part is the pre-approval. Correct. So the pre-approval, I really like to let people know, especially when I first start working with them is, hey, yes, you're going to go and I need you to talk to the lender because what they're going to do is help you understand what your actual budget is. Because a lot of people think, oh, I'll go out here and start looking for something. I, I think I can afford this. But when you work with a lender, it's actually going to make it a lot more clear on what you can expect so that, you know, either a
2: you're ready or B, you do have work to do to get ready. Correct. No, I I totally agree. And that's the approach that that you want to take. Right. So that way we're, we're coaching them through the entire process. And once you get the pre-approval, I think that's when we can start narrowing down the search criteria, right? What they're looking for, what areas they want to be in. And we can do that all based on the budget. Yeah, because it's nothing worse than
0: the what I call the HGTV. I'm a teacher, and I catch butterflies on the weekend, and I am an astronaut when I go to sleep. <laughs> And my budget is a million dollars. And it's like, where are you getting this number from? So I think that it's very beneficial to at least sit down with somebody to talk about the process of being pre-approved and what all that entails. And just being really setting those expectations right there from the start. And the budget is one of those main guidelines that will drive you to
2: know where you can go based on what your wish list is. Mm -hmm. So correct no not, not only that but the budget is, is also very important but some of the programs we got fha you have conventional programming you have two three k rehab loans so there are multiple programs that the client could choose and that that's you know that's all going to be based on you know what direction we, we we go in right those are some of the steps obviously there, there are more steps to the process i would say after you get pre-approved we start we start your home search and i and i feel like that's that's the funnest part right mm-hmm. you know you get to go out there and on the field, see these, these different homes, you get to learn more about your clients and more about some of the needs they have. And you can put it all together. You're kind of a, a matchmaker, right? That's what I, what, what I like to think about We're we're, we're matching these families and these clients together. with, with, with a home that, that they're going to be in for, for many, many, many years.
0: And like, that's where everybody wants to get is the search. Just like you said, that is the funnest part because for me it helps me, as an agent, learn what my clients' likes and dislikes are, and they get to go out and see all of these places, and it's almost like going to an amusement park, or if you're somebody that likes to go to a museum, and getting to see all the work that maybe somebody's put into something, or if it's something that you want as a fixer-upper or an investment property, you can see it more as a blank canvas. So going through that goal setting at the beginning and having your intentions really helps us as real estate agents uh, and brokers be able to cater that search for our clients.
2: Absolutely. No, I I totally agree. Every client, they're going to have their own personal preference as to where they would like to be. Some people want condos. Some people want multifamilies. Some people would want a fixer-upper. So, you know, I think that's the best part, you know, being able to to guide them in the right direction and, you know, making sure that we we help them with their real estate goals.
0: So that's how we would start. That's how Mm -hmm. everything starts. So say we found our property that the client wants to purchase. Uh, That's when we Go in with an offer, which we try to make sure that it is, for one, a strong offer. Two, it's not outside of price that we're offering or the price that it's actually listed for is actually reasonable. And then what else from the offer
2: So from from the offer piece, I I like to make sure it's a competitive offer from a buyer's perspective, right? So that entails many, many things, right? It depends how high of a a demand there is in the area. So if you have 100 people showing up at at the open house, there's a big likelihood there's going to be a good amount of offers on the table. So the question is, how bad do you want this property, right? And then the question is, what type of program you're in, right? So if you're competing with people who are doing 20% down, and you're doing a 5% conventional or 3.5% conventional and there's a big demand for this property then you really have to reevaluate your offer. You know something I tell my clients and sometimes you know it's it's a little tougher to understand than most people but you really you have to come in with a stronger offer to make sure that you you get this property. And I think I think it's our job to to put our clients in a position to win the property, right? Yeah. Um, so if we can get them a loan, that's going to be a little stronger. I highly suggest doing so. And then some of the contingencies, we also have to keep that in mind. It depends on um, if the seller has timeframes, right? We want to make sure that we try to accommodate some of their needs. So that way, it's, it's kind of it's a better offer for the seller, right? Because at the end of the day, it has to make sense for the seller, has to make sense for the buyer. We have a meeting of minds, and then it's a, it's a win-win, right? So there's a lot of variables when submitting an offer. But we have to we have to keep each and every one of them in mind to make sure our clients get the the, the home of their dreams.
0: Exactly. And it's not so much of us telling them this is what you have to do. Mm -hmm. We're making educated suggestions to them and hoping that they are listening and receiving the information in order to get the home or the property that they're really going for. Everything that we do is once again going back to education to make sure that they understand why we're doing what we do or the reasoning behind why an offer should be a certain way to make sure that they have the competitive advantage.
2: Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. The competitive advantage is key. Because when you're competing, right, it's a supply and demand game, right? Mm-hmm. So right now, most markets in the United States of America are extremely hot and extremely competitive. It's uh, it's made the best offer win, right? So that's that's really what it, what it breaks down to. But you made a really great point in regard to educating them. So we're educating them about the offer, how they should submit the offer, why they should submit it that way. So that way they know, right? And they know what they're getting into.
0: Now, at this point, I know that it's a little bit further into the thick of the transaction, but after the offer is accepted, then that's when we move on to the home inspection. And can you tell us why you feel that the home inspection for buyers is really important during the home buying
2: process? I think the home inspection is a really cool aspect of, of purchasing their home because it, it helps. It's also another layer of education, right? So you're not the only one that's educating your client. You have a home inspector who's been doing this for many, many years, giving you the ins and outs of how a home works and how it should work, how it's, things should look foundation-wise, the mechanicals of a, of a home. I love when my clients do home inspections for that reason, right? It's another, another piece of education. You know, so they go through the heating system, the cooling system. They, you know, they go through the foundation of the home, electrical, plumbing. These are all things as a first-time home buyer, you're learning about your property that you're. It's it's going to be yours, right? Mm-hmm. For, for the most part, you know, there are times where a home inspection can be very, very nerve-wracking for for a first-time home buyer because they may not know the dollar value to some things that may need to get fixed. Then that's when we come into play. We, you know, you don't necessarily want to touch on how much it would cost but i think as as an agent you can kind of help one you can control that and you you have the resources right so you know contractors you know electricians you know plumbers and for the most part if if you you want to give your your client a a realistic view on how much it would take or if it's a if it's a costly fix and i think that helps that kind of helps ease the mind you know some people may freak out for a hot water tank but when they find out, hey, you can get a brand new hot water tank installed for you know, let's say eight hundred bucks, right? That's not that's not so bad at the end of the day, right? Yeah, a lot of things to, to keep in mind, and then you can always go back and negotiate with the seller once you have your your foot in the door.
0: Exactly. I like to look at the home inspection piece, just like you said, about like really informational, mm-hmm. and it does prepare a buyer to know, hey, well, maybe it's not a big deal now but it's something that I need to watch. What I like about the inspectors that I've worked with so far, they're not just going, oh, this crack, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. But they're actually giving you information on A, what might've caused the problem and B, how you could possibly resolve the problem. And I think that it's really important to make sure that whoever you're working with on your team, because throughout the entire transaction, as a client, you do have a team that's made of not only the lender, the agent, the inspector, the attorney who handles the legal pieces of it in order to close, but making sure that they're going to be as informational as possible and not just walking into a place and being like, oh, this is doomed mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. because maybe it's a place that you really want and you're willing to put in the work, mm-hmm. but you just need that actual information. So as much as you can be a resource as possible,
2: it's great. No, absolutely. I agree. I, I've been in situations where you do have that home inspector that comes in and says, Hey, this, this is doomed. Yeah. Right. So, you know, what, what I like to tell my clients and the home inspectors that I work with is like really, you know, show my clients where the issue is, give them an insight on, on what it takes to resolve that issue. And just kind of educate them on why why it happens, right? Kind of like what you touched on. I explain that to the home inspectors that I work with. And fortunately enough, they're really good at that. They're really good at explaining the process, how to maintain a home. Some of the things you, you do to prevent, you know, like a small thing is, you know, gutters. Not having gutters can cause a lot of foundation issues on the outside of your home. But no one ever thinks of that, right? Because you yeah. think it's water, it's rain. But over over years of the water coming down and hitting the foundation of your home, seeps into your basement, it could cause issues, right? But that could be prevented by adding gutters, right? Making sure the water flows away from the home. Something as small as that is a pretty cool thing. And I learned that from from a home inspector. He's like, yeah, this doesn't have gutters. And this is what happens. I'm like, oh, wow, I never thought of that. But now when I go to a home and I don't see gutters, I look up at a roof, I look down at the the, you know, the, the walkways, and then you'll see the cracks in the walkways. You'll see the foundation crack. These are things that you'll start to notice. And you're yeah. like, oh, wow. All because they don't have gutters. Right. So little things like that.
0: And you're able to do that because you're going to these inspections with your clients and you're listening and you're picking up that information. So even when you go to look at a house before we even put in an offer, if they decide if they like it or not, you're able to go, hey, look at that. Yeah, I see. That that might be an issue, but if you like this place, let's move forward and have the inspector look at it further. You're able to get so much more
2: information because you're actually being involved through every step of the process. Absolutely, no, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. This is one of the things that I encourage my team to do is like make sure you're at the home inspections, right? Mm-hmm. So that way you can learn. I, and I encourage my clients. Sometimes I have clients who are like, no, I don't, I don't want to go to the home inspection. I say, no, you have to be there come and learn right because it's good for them to be there to ask questions one of my last clients they were
0: like i have all these questions my dad told me to ask you is that okay and i looked at her and i was like yes Mm -hmm. you should be asking these questions because if you have them later this person might not be right there to come and look at it ask all the questions as a client as a buyer that you can while the person's there because it's your purchasing buying a home Or any property is a real big thing. And you want to make sure that you're secure in the knowledge that you have preemptively going into it.
2: Absolutely. No, that you're absolutely right. So that also plays into like how your client's budget looks for repairs, Mm -hmm. right? So this is something else I tell people. That that's a personal preference. It depends on how much money people are willing to spend for repairs, right? And then some people go into you know, most first time home buyers. You know, they don't have a ton of money on the side for repairs. So that's another thing that we have to keep in mind, right? So that, that fluctuates depending on, obviously, clients, what with, with the client's willing to spend for repairs. But like you said, you know, it's all an educational process, making sure that we're informing them and they're making the right decisions. And that they're going to be in a, in a mortgage, in a home for 30 years plus, And we want to make sure it's a right investment, the right investment for them and their family. So after
0: the inspection... I know that's when we start getting into more of like the legal process and making sure that the loan and everything
2: is on a roll. So can you get more into that? Yeah, absolutely. After the home inspection, if the home inspection comes back, fine, great. We move forward to purchase and sale. Obviously, if there's issues that that arise from the home inspection, we want to make sure that we negotiate that. And see if we can come to the meeting of the minds to make sure both both ends of the you know seller and buyer are are happy, right? But mainly make sure we're protecting our client, the buyers, right? If, if we're representing the buyers. But after that, you go to purchase and sale. Normally, the attorneys will will draw up that contract. I like to make sure the attorneys read over the purchase and sale, making sure they're educating. So that's another piece of education where they come into play. We obviously explain the purchase and sale to our clients as well. But having an attorney who's went to school for this also educate them and another layer of protection for for the client, right? On the buyer side and on on the the seller side. And then really the the purchase and sale is just, it's a contract, right? It's a contract between the seller and the buyer and making sure we have all the the proper dates in place for the closing date, the the commitment letter date as well in the the purchase and sale. And then anything else that may have came up that you may want to put in there if it's specific repairs or if it's not uh, repairs any any specific fixtures or any personal items. Like one, one time we, we rolled in furniture, it could really fluctuate the contracts depending on the, the client's needs. But after, after purchase and sale, we really wait for the, the commitment letter, right? That's the bank's, well, after purchase and sale, the appraisal will come out. That's the bank telling you, hey, this property is worth what it is. And that's great. Then we can move forward to the commitment letter. If it's not worth what it is and it's lower, you know, at that point, there's a couple of different things that could happen. For your buyer, normally we try to protect the buyer um, if it does appraise lower than the value that we agreed upon. For the seller, they can either walk away from the deal or they can move forward. 95% of the time, they move forward because it's going to appraise the same, right? If they put it back on the market. So, yeah, appraiser comes back and then the bank, that's kind of like the bank's protection because they know. The value is there. So then the bank gives you the commitment letter. And usually once you get the commitment letter, that's the bank telling your client, hey, we're good to close on this. We're ready to close. And then we move forward to the closing date and we we celebrate. That's the big day.
0: And that's when you get your keys, the exchange in the papers. That's right. Yeah, no, that's that's always a good day because you feel pride for your client. Like you did this, Mm -hmm. like you achieved a goal and I'm glad that I was here to help. Like that's how I feel whenever I get to that closing table. And it's almost like we did this, guys. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's almost like at that point, because you've been with them for so long through this whole process, it's almost like we're family, depending on the people,
2: (laughs) (laughs) depending on the people, depending on the client. Right. (laughs) So I, I know it's 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 kind of like going through a battle with somebody. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, you're going you're going to war. Right, that's what I kind of look at it like, and then at the end we we win, and we're like, oh great, we're at, we're at closing, this is awesome. You're super excited, you know. Every closing is like, it's like a feeling like I'm closing on on a property, right? That's that's the feeling I get. Yeah. Uh, from my clients, because I'm super happy for them, super excited. They're gonna start, you know, a new chapter in their life, and it's 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 like, hey, we just got through. You know, your norm, your normal closing is 45 days, right? So it's, it's, you're literally spending, you could spend a couple months with the client and that doesn't include the time that you spent searching for their home, right? I've had clients where I spent months searching for the home. I have clients I spent a year, you know, searching for for their home. So you really build like, yeah so that's why I tell my clients, it's not, you're not a client anymore. You, you literally become family. We spent so much time together. We got to know a lot about each other. So, you know, at the end of the day, you, you become family when you, when you work with us.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like, a, it's really like a big, big thing. You've created bonds, relationships, whether you did have moments where you didn't agree about something, you've created an actual relationship with these people. And it's always so great to get to the closing table, seeing all that hard work pay off. Mm-hmm. It really does. So, one of my next questions is what are some common struggles during the process? that people may run into any challenges that you've seen during the home buying process? Oh man.
2: So there are about 196 that no, well, it, it can be a lot, right. And it could be a little depending on um, I guess, depending on the client and the circumstances, but I, I guess the most common ones are really understanding the, the home buying process, right? Is you know, a lot of people don't understand it. For people who are in the business and who do real estate, it, it kind of it's it's second nature to us. So at times, you know, we're thinking, "Oh, well, you don't know that, right?" So I, I really try to treat every client like it's fresh. They don't know anything. We're gonna teach them from step one to step a hundred, the entire process, and and never assume that the client knows. Always verbalize, you know, make sure that they know. It's really the home buying process, you know, being able to to get started, and how how to get started, and not only that, what I I like to educate my clients on being able to maintain your home, right, showing them some of the appreciation values and how it's going to look 10 years from now, 20 years from now, some of the things that they can do, you know, when they decide they want to retire and maybe use their home as a nest egg uh, and use that as part of their retirement funds or use that for their kids to go to college. You know, these are all things that sometimes people don't necessarily think about. But, you know, 20, 30 years down the line where your mortgage is paid off and you're sitting on five hundred thousand dollars of funds that you have access to you can use that for many different things you can use it to send your kids to school retire and and go to a beautiful island with with beautiful sand and oh that's my dream i'm sorry (laughs) um but uh (laughs) you, you know what i mean right
0: yeah i completely do because real estate is and can be way more than just a place to live It gives you so many more options than uh, say for example like renting because you're able to see if you plan correctly you're able to see some kind of return on your purchase that's what i think a lot of people should aim for i know that's what i'm aiming for uh, is just seeing not only the short term value in purchasing a home but also looking down the road like this is going to hopefully give me the ability to accomplish other goals and give me an avenue towards financial freedom and just like financial security if you plan it correctly and you stick to your goals. So what is something that you think just overall in general could help the home buying process or help people through the home buying process easier?
2: I would make sure you educate yourself. I think some of the best first time home buyers are the ones who educate themselves two, three months before they even sit down with someone. Mm-hmm. Right? From, from from my experience, the people that I've worked with, I'm like, hey, how do you know that? Oh, I, I read that or I listened to a podcast. Or I went to a first time home buyer's workshop or spoke to some friends and family that purchased their first home. Just, you know, you, you wanna educate yourself through all the resources that are out there really. Just being prepared and preparing yourself properly, I think that's that's key and and having a real estate team when i say team it's it's never really just one person it's multiple people right like we mentioned earlier you know making sure that your team is going to to go to bat for you i think that's huge i really pride myself on fighting for my clients right i don't care if it's a dollar right i want to make sure things are done right by our clients yeah. so i think that's huge and and having the people on your team to to share those aspirations right interview attorneys, I interviewed home inspectors. If, if we're going to refer you, we have to make sure that you're going to give the same service, right? So having people on your team that are going to go above and beyond is key. It's key. You have to, it's, 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 it's a must. And
0: I think that all of that is very valid. One thing that I would just like to put on top of that is just open communication from everybody all the way through, whether you're the agent broker the attorney, the mm-hmm. lender, or even the client. I think that nobody should be afraid to communicate an update or a question to the next, uh, just to make sure once again that everybody's on the same page, uh, so that everybody understands what's going on. So
2: um, communication. No, you're absolutely right. That is that is key. And as you as you know, because you've you've done a bunch of transactions already, where us the real estate agents are normally the ones keeping everybody in the loop, right? Mm-hmm. We're normally the ones communicating with the attorney or normally the ones communicating with the home inspector the clients going back and forth with the loan officer you know same thing i tell the the team is to make sure that you're that glue right we got to make sure we're that glue because can't depend on someone else because they may they may drop the ball right loan yeah. officer attorney whoever it may be not saying that that's the case but we got to make sure we do right by our client and keep everything together keep everyone informed and make sure it's a two-way street. Make sure you know if, if you have to call someone out, and you know you call an attorney and say, "Hey, you haven't called my client. You haven't explained to them about P and S or some of the changes in the contract." You know, just making sure that they're delivering the, the service that we need them to deliver, right? There's nothing wrong with that. You know, as long as you're not rude and you're you're professional but stating, you know, "Hey, can you give my client a call and explain them the, the PNS or explain some of the changes or can you explain the loan program to them again cuz I think they're a little confused?" right? That's key. That's that's huge. You, you know, sometimes you have to do that. I think that everything we've talked about
0: would really map out the process and the path that people would follow during buying a house. Uh, it gives them a little bit more insight just about where to start and what to expect. So I think this has been great. I do have just a couple more questions. Uh, these questions I like to use just for people to get to know you mm-hmm. a little bit more. First question is, what's your favorite color?
2: Uh, it's probably the same color that everybody else says, right? It's blue. I think blue's my favorite color. Yeah, okay. yeah I, I, I like blue. <laughs>
0: and currently, do you have a
2: TV show that's like a must watch for you? I'm going to say, yeah, I, I try not to watch TV. I don't know if that's a good thing, right? But I did get hooked on Game of Thrones. And I was like a super fanatic for a long time. I binge watched it. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? I'm watching TV. I got things to do. Um, but it was a great show. I would definitely say Game of Thrones. was one. Obviously, that's, that's over now. And, and it broke a lot of people's hearts. But what else? What else do I, uh, do I watch? I got into The Last Kingdom. That was a really good one, and I think a lot of it is based on factual stuff that happened in history. So it was also a little educational for me, which was pretty cool. And um, it was it was action packed. So yeah, I got into that, and um, that was a pretty cool show, The Last Kingdom. Really, I'm into like the medieval times, the swords, the fighting. Yeah, I've always been into that stuff since I was a kid. You know, even um, when we covered history, like. My favorite part was the medieval times, like being able to discuss some of that stuff. Yeah. And some of the crazy stuff that went on back then. It was like like the wild, wild west, right?
0: (laughs) All right. I'm going to have to... What was it? The Last Kingdom? Last
2: Kingdom. I'm going to have to check that out. You're going to love it, and you're going to binge watch it, and then you're going to tell me you wasted 60 hours of your life. But... (laughs) Next question is are
0: there any books or podcasts that you would suggest that people listen to if they're interested in real estate or
2: finance? Oh wow, yeah, there's a ton. I try to read a couple books a month lately I uh, haven't been doing that great, but yeah, no, I got a ton of a, a ton of books that I could recommend and uh for podcasts, I would definitely got Bigger Pockets. That's mm-hmm. a really good good podcast. Danny Morrell also has a really good podcast and it's it touches a lot on uh, real estate stuff. Ed Milet, it's not it's not necessarily focused on real estate, but he he talks to a lot of successful people and he interviews a lot of successful people in different industries. Kind of gives you an insight of their their mindset, how they got where they where they got, right? So that's always a good one. I would definitely check that podcast out as well. Um in regards to books, oh man, it's probably a hundred books I can recommend. But um I don't want to say like you know the ones that everybody else says but I'm going to Right? Rich Dad, Poor Dad, if you haven't read that book, mm-hmm. definitely read it. The book on rental property investing, that's also a really good one.
0: That one's from Bigger Pockets, right? That's
2: uh yeah, from Brandon Brandon Turner. You know what good I thought the book I thought was really good for people who want to flip was the real estate rehab investment bible by Paul Asa Asajan. Asajan? I'm I'm butchering his last name but really good book gives you an insight on how to flip how to market your your flipping company how to plan a flip the project the timelines everything everything it, it's it goes in depth in, in regards to that and then I can go on on day about the books but <laughs> just give uh, us a couple more i I'll I'll, I'll 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 try to keep it short let's see there's uh I'll also give you one that's not necessarily real estate related but thinking Grow Rich was a good one. And then The Millionaire Real Estate Investor by Gary Culler. That was a really good book. Yeah, I read that one as well. And then I read this one going back to medieval times, Marcus Aurelius. Really cool book. Has nothing to do with real estate, but it's called Meditations. It was like some of the things that he he wrote down he was growing up and they put all these all his writings into a book and it gives you an insight on the mindset of a of a leader he was just like a natural born leader and he was he seemed like a really good guy and his thought process and all his people followed him and it was a cool book it was definitely different like every now and then you know i read a ton of real estate books and i kind of gotta throw something in there that's not real estate related yeah so that was one of them and i thought it was a pretty awesome book
0: nice last question is what would be a suggestion that you have for me to be a successful real estate agent
2: I would always say you have to continue to educate yourself every day, every minute, continue to educate yourself and continue to market your business. Because at the end of the day, being a real estate agent, that's, that's your business, right? So the more effort you put in is, is what you're going to get back, right? So make sure you educate yourself and make sure you market yourself. I would tell you to continue to focus on that and you will continue to flourish.
0: Thank you, Felix. And how can I guess, uh, get in contact with you or find you on social media?
2: You can reach us on Instagram, uh, Ray Realty group. We do have a website, Ray Realty com. Um, we have a Facebook Ray Realty group and Ray is spelled R E Y. And yeah, I think those are the social media platforms that we have. I know I don't have a Twitter. I don't know how to tweet. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, that's, that's, those, that's where you can find us.
0: All right. Well, I'll put that all in the show notes so that people can find you. And I just want to say thank you once again for doing this.
2: No problem. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.
0: So because I personally work with Felix on a regular basis, I already know how he works. For one, I really hope that people enjoyed the episode and got a lot out of it. I know that for you as my producer, Tom, uh, and partner. And partner and editor in and, uh, Secret her. Spice Girl. What? Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Continue.
0: <laughs> so, because I work with Felix, I want to know what you got out of the episode. Beca- and I'll be off yeah, of that.
1: Before you share your thoughts, right? Yep. Got it. So, Felix while editing the episode he really gave a good explanation of the start to finish for the home buying process and so one of the highlights is that he really gives time for his clients really giving them time to start the process on their own and it could take between just a few months if you're lucky but then of course it can take actual years as well yep. and it's all based on people's specific circumstances you know finance is a big thing or they just are unable to find the right dream home that mm-hmm. they want and so I like that he really stressed that during um, your interview with him yeah he's a great guy very handsome <laughs>
0: I'll post a picture of him so <laughs> yeah. they'll get to see that on like Instagram and whatnot I feel like When learning more about the real estate world as being a real estate agent myself, Felix gives that positive, can-do attitude, very informative. You as a buyer or even a seller, you don't want an agent that feels like they are withholding information.
1: Or just focusing on the sale itself, right? Like, to pressure the clients. Yep. Because it's all
0: about learning who you're working with. By the end of this transaction, yes, it's a transaction. Just like when you go to, back in the day, the music store. I hope that people that are listening to this remember music stores. I used to work in one. (laughs) F.Y.E. Yeah. Yeah, you have to start somewhere. But what sets it so different than just a sale is that you're spending so much time with i don't like to just call them clients by the end of it this is my new friend you know what i mean felix
1: called them family yeah,
0: yeah you're my new friend you're my new family even though through the whole process yes we might not always get along but i'm going to try to be as helpful as possible and i got that note from felix you might not always agree family doesn't always like each other But you're going to be there for each other. And that's really what, at the end of the day, a real estate transaction is. You're there for the person that you're working with.
1: Oh, another thing. Yes, go ahead. And so I love the good point was that when he's thinking in terms of running his uh, brokerage, he is personally curating his own team of professionals. So Mm -hmm. the idea that he personally interviews specific experts that he will always go to. For future home buying processes, it's like, it's great. It's like a peace of mind because if a person is really dedicated to a certain professional that they will reuse consistently, that means it's a great team. So I like that he shared about that.
0: Yeah. If you're dependable, we will literally refer you every time if the fit is right. We have to make sure that we are fitting the right people with the right professional. It's not just about, oh, I need an attorney or, oh, I need a lender. It's will this lender or this attorney speak to you the way that you're going to best receive things? Are they going to work with you the best way that's going to get this job done? Personally would not want somebody to work with somebody that I know that their personality is going to clash. I want to make sure that your personality is going to match whoever you're working with and also going to get the job done. And for me, that's what I learned from Felix. Literally, first day, Gerard, you are a matchmaker. And I was like, dang, Felix, is this what we do? And he goes, yes. (laughs) Especially because he was on this show and he was willing to give all this knowledge about the step-by-step process that shows you that he's out here, he's looking out for you. He's not out here just going, hey, you know what, this is a dollar. Yeah. That's not what you want. If you have somebody that's like, you are literally money signs in my eyes, then how much are they gonna look out for you? They might be good at their job, but I try to work with people where they understand that I'm here for you at the end of the day I am going to look out for you if I hear something that is going to help you even if it might not completely benefit me in a way I'm out here looking out for you so I really hope that everybody that listened to this uh, enjoyed it if you really liked it please, 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 please share it with your friends, families, colleagues I just want you all to know that the people that are on this show are going to benefit you because I've either a worked with them, have prolonged like discussions with them. I'm not going to have anybody on the show. That's going to be just take my product. It's never going to be that. I want you all to know that this show is literally for you. So all that I ask is follow me on Instagram. It's at Gerard underscore, R-E-A And also Go to my website And check things out Feel free I just want you all To follow my journey Get all this information I'm going to continue To bring you content Like this Tom Tell them what they can do About the podcast
1: Yeah So if you like What you hear Please make sure You subscribe to The podcast So you're notified Of new episodes Coming up Like Joran said Please share the link To wherever you can Uh, Please also review The podcast We would love To hear You guys' feedback You can do it anywhere on various platforms So that's Apple, Spotify, Google Play Stitcher, iHeartRadio All of them pretty much Yeah, it was great, shout out to Felix And shout out to Ray Realty Group R-E-Y, Realty Group
0: (laughs) He named it after his son, so it means a lot It means a lot He is literally a family man Yes. And his son Ray Will not let you spell his name With an A He goes, it's Raymond With an E (laughs) So I appreciate you For listening Thank you so much